This is Willie D, and this room sounds great. We've all, I guess we've all been under rock. <laughs> yeah. So I guess at first I have no clue what the song is about. And then it, it takes shape over time. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to faint. <laughs> well, hello, podcast lovers. Thank you for hitting play on This Room Sounds Great. I'm Reese Williams. We are recording live from In Your Ear Studios. And I know you've got so many options when you're going about your day out there and you are... I don't know, cleaning your dentures and rewiring outlets. But man, you chose This Room Sounds Great. You have incredible taste. This episode, I have the pleasure of meeting and speaking with Willie D. He is a rock and blues musician. Hello. Hey. (laughs) Are you based in Richmond? I am. I'm based in Richmond. I'm from Charlottesville originally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about your trajectory as a musician thus far, and um, and tell me how you find the Richmond music scene for someone who's doing it in your genre. Yeah. So I guess it's been a while since I've performed consistently, um, just because of all that's been happening. But what, what's um, been going on? Oh, just the yeah. You know, everyone <laughs> knows. <laughs> I say it yeah. too sincerely. Yeah. He's like, has she been under a rock? Yeah. We've all, I guess we've all been under a rock. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um, yeah, you know, just been writing lots of music and um, getting out there, some playing shows and mostly Virginia. Um, and yeah, you know, I I always like to, to focus on songwriting. And then as far as the Richmond scene goes, um, you know, I love love seeing music out, and I love to, um, you know, especially outdoor shows. Um, I think that's that's my favorite time to see music in in Richmond. What are some of your favorite uh, music concert series or venues when you when you go out to see outside music? Well, the folk festival is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. and then um, the shows that they do um, by the river. Mm-hmm. Yep, those ones and. Um, you know, also indoor shows like uh, the Broadberry and and that kind of stuff. The it's Camel, strong. They're yeah. doing a good job. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. So you took advantage of the pandemic and buckled down and did some writing. Most musicians I've talked to, they one hundred percent took it as it's outside of my control, so I'll use this gift. And it's unbelievable how many people just took advantage and said, "I'm going to open myself up and create." Yeah, it was fun, and it's fun to just sort of have no expectations when you do something like that. Oh, yeah. So since, you know, everything was closed down, you could sort of just, you know, go back to how you started, having fun and writing, and there wasn't any, like, expectation to release anything or to come up with something um, at a high standard. That's a great point. No one's mentioned that aspect, that the pressure was kind of off. Yeah, and I know there's, like, home recording, but... You know, I think it's so normal now that everyone can record at home. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that sort of has just been integrated in, you know, music today. And so what do you write about? Are you, um, you write about love, life? Is it when you're in the middle of processing it, when you're looking back? Well, the way that I write is I just sort of free write and then I sort of go back and and create a more solidified um, sort of story or narrative to the song. 
give it more structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the skeleton and then you fill yeah. it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess at first I have no clue what the song is about. And then it, <laughs> it takes shape over time. <laughs> Sometimes it just, what I hear is it just flows through you and you just, and a lot of people talk about you can't edit as you write. So you do, you have to sort of do the data dump and then you go back and you refine it. Um, how long have you been at this? Um, So I guess I started when I was like nine, eight or nine. And just, I started busking and started playing at, uh, you know, UVA football games and uh, on the downtown mall in Charlottesville. I love the Charlottesville mall. I think, you know, I've never, I've never been a big fan of the indoor, you know, quote unquote mall. And so I love that it's like, oh, you can shop and eat and you've got your vendors and your buskers and it's all open air. It's a great scene. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you grew up? Yeah. So I grew up in Charlottesville and then I guess outside of Charlottesville, but like 30 minutes away from it. And, you know, I would busk and that's sort of how I got started playing music. I really I only knew like three or four chords, but I would sing and play. And yeah, you know, I was young. So I had that sort of aspect. And mm-hmm. yeah. And what made the, was, what made you make the migration to Richmond? Well, so I studied jazz at VCU or yeah, jazz performance. Oh, so you know, do you know uh, Rex Richardson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He just uh, he was in here recording some tracks. Nice, brilliant musician. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Brilliant. That yeah. is a stellar, stellar man. Yeah, the musicians in Richmond um, are just like on a different planet, especially jazz musicians around. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think we have the jackpot right here. <laughs> yep, agree. What has been a memorable performance for you thus far? Have you traveled um, internationally or just sort of domestically? Yeah, you know, I've I've done some touring, but really the last three, four years has been mostly focused in Virginia. Um, but I've, you know, I've done like you know Northeast and t- to Texas and back that kind of thing, um, but hasn't been for a while. Okay, <laughs> and what's been a memorable show for you? And was it memorable because of your own performance or the connection or the location? Yeah, well, I think the most memorable performances are with, you know, joining someone else, joining another artist. Um, So, you know, I've sat in with the North Mississippi All-Stars, which are kind of a blues, rock-based band. Um, Sat in with them a few times. And then... You know, just opening for, or I guess sharing the show with, with other acts is really fun. And so it's it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint one specific <laughs> mm-hmm. um, show, but I think those are probably the, the most special. Collaborating. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's the true mm-hmm. spirit. Uh, I guess I shouldn't say it's the true spirit of a musician, but, but yeah, you learn a little bit, you teach them a little bit, you're sharing an audience. That's got to be great. So starting out so young, do you have a great story of the instrument that you started with or um, did you have to hodgepodge things together and at what point did you finally get to to purchase something or are you using what you started with? Yeah, I guess I just started with a, I guess a classical guitar and then I moved to electric guitar from there. Um, once I heard Jimi Hendrix, I had to get the electric guitar. And he played his upside down, so. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> How do you spend your free time? Um do you have any crazy hobbies that sort of feed your musical inclination or do you do things that you can kind of take a break from that? Yeah, I like to draw a lot. I like to, you know, do do some art, other type of art. And, um, you know, I like to read, like to hang out and, you know, watch movies, that kind of thing. What are you reading right now? Um, Let's see. I'm reading a Lauren Groff book. 
Um, I think it's called Fates and Furies. Okay, what's mm-hmm. that about? Um, I guess it's about like a relationship and kind of the sort of more complications involved. Um, Relationships get complicated? I guess, uh, <laughs> well, in books, I guess they do. <laughs> books, they, they can make for, it as, yeah. Makes for good reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what's on tap for you for 2022? You you know, took some time, you took the made, took advantage of the time, did some writing. So do you have a lot of gigs booked? Are you trying to get into the studio? Yeah, I have lots of gigs booked. And then I'm putting out singles this year um, and sort of focused on that and putting out videos along with those. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Who are you yeah. getting to do your videos? Um, I guess that's sort of up in the air right now, <laughs> sort of going song by song. So I have one one song out called the Childhood Song. It has a video where I did the artwork, did the drawings, and then it's a lyric video. So there are lyrics along with that. Well, let's get everybody familiar with what your sound is like. We're going to play a little snippet. Ooh, she's taking her time. Ooh, she's taking her time. She says you can take yours and I'll take mine. Handsome and rare people found her striking When she went somewhere she preferred hitchhiking Her father was a cook, her mother worked for a man They said, darling girl, stay still if you can So that's what you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> what do you hope to accomplish as a musician? What is going to define success for you and you can go to bed every night saying, I've done all I can do. Yeah, I guess just writing songs and putting them out is my idea of success and just, you know, collaborating with other people. And so I think success is different for everyone, obviously, but I think, you know, for me, it's just being able to do it, you know, having the financial means and you know, performing shows and traveling. I think that's sort of the the sort of end goal is to be able to, you know, sort of do whatever artistic um, exploration I want to. That autonomy. Mm-hmm. I know that's what most people dream about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you always been an independent musician or were you ever part of a band? And if so, did... Did they like one of your first bands ever have a cringy name, or do you have any? Were you a high school in a high school band? Yeah, I did have a high school band, and we were called the Wave. And oh, that's had, not terrible at all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a trio, and we had a um, our the drummer growing up was uh, we were really good friends, and she played uh, she played drums, and I played guitar. Chick drummer, yes, yep, yep. and uh, yeah, so we played a lot. We played at Floyd Fest and a lot of. Uh, you know, festivals in Virginia, that kind of thing. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you planning to make any of those this year now that they're coming back? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your personal music influences? Who do you listen to when you say, I'm in the mood for music? Yeah, well, I love, uh, you know, Bob Dylan, Paul Simon, um, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Um, but then I also like jazz, too. I listen to a lot of jazz and um you know, Wes Montgomery, Joe Pass, guitarists, and, you know, but all all the jazz greats and the rock greats, I think, um, I like to sort of, you know, flip between them a little bit, but then I also go through phases. I think 
going through phases in music. It's really fun. You <laughs> deep can just dives. like yeah, deep dives, you know, listen to, you know, one artist for like a whole month mm-hmm. or a whole, you know, summer or that kind of thing. Everything they've yeah. ever put out. Yep. All the, the bootlegs and the B sides and Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first piece of music you owned and what format was it on? Well, it was definitely on CD. I think it was might have been James Taylor, Sweet Baby James, or um, maybe Elvis, something something along those lines. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, even for you know serious musicians, their first is very cringy, you know, because they were twelve or thirteen, and yeah. so they're like, "It was Backstreet Boys." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've had musical taste all along. <laughs> Are there other countries that you would like to travel to to play? Yeah, I mean, I would love to go to Europe, and, um, you know, I like Japan a lot. I've been to Japan a few times, so I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I guess I guess I'm not too picky now that we've all been sort of staying in one place, so anywhere would be... Canada, would be, here we come. Yep, <laughs> exactly, yep. Do you have any pre-show rituals? Do you get nervous before you perform? Yeah, you know, I used to get nervous a lot, I think. Just performing over the years has sort of made it easier to to not have nerves, but they're definitely there. I think it's kind of it's kind of weird when there aren't nerves. It's kind of like, wait, is something something's kind of off here because they're. I think that sort of helps you perform and helps you sort of play off the cuff, that kind of thing. It's more excitement than nervous, probably. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if if butterflies are good, but nausea is probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't want to faint. <laughs> No. Who are you going to have with you when you perform on Shaco Forest? So Randall Farr on bass, and he's a really amazing bassist. Um, He plays mostly jazz out in the area. And then Stefan LaRue, who's... um, We love him! Yeah, and he plays with the Sweet Potatoes. Love him! And, um, you know, I used to be a part of the Sweet Potatoes. I, I started the group with Johnny... And um, we played a little pizza place right near where we teach. And then, um, yeah, we played for for a long time. And then I sort of got busy with my singer-songwriter stuff. So, um, oh, that's yeah, so but cool. we're all, all great friends. And, yeah, amazing group. If you haven't heard of them, got to check them out. You have to. They, yeah. Their tagline is, come yam with us. <laughs> they are so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> we love them. They were a great interview, the three of them. They were a <laughs> lot of fun. <laughs> what... Uh, what have you done for work to support yourself as a musician? Have you have you had to wear a funny paper hat and flip burgers, or have you been fortunate to do something in another area? Yeah, I've been extremely fortunate. I just teach teach music, and I've been doing that for a while, and that's sort of the, I guess it's the main thing that I do during the week, but that's not sort of the main focus because I mainly like to perform. Yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. What a great position to be in. What is on your bucket list, Willie? Um, I guess to do like a, a tour that is like more set up, like maybe, you know, opening for someone and then, you know, traveling. I think everyone, or maybe not everyone, but a lot of people, uh, I guess, wish to travel. So I think that's something that that would be fun to do. Cramming a bunch of people in a van and yep. <laughs> going up and down the yeah. coast. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you if you get to travel like that and go to different cities, what are you going to do in your off time? Like when you like to travel, what, are there shops? Is it food? Is it 
history? Is it art? What is it you like to dig into? Yeah, I think going to museums and just, you know, honestly, I just like hanging out too. Um, especially I've done a lot of traveling, like, um, cause I, I was on a ship with my parents. They were, they were teaching. So we went around to different countries. Um, and so a lot of, a lot of times you get, you get sort of tired with all that's happening. Um, so you just want to sort of enjoy like a few things instead of trying to cram, you know, 25, you know, different places. Traveling is exhausting. It definitely and I've, is. I've yeah. internationally traveled a lot. And, you know, even if you know the niceties or speak the language, your brain is still working overtime. You are a lot of times navigating your safety um, and just navigating travel, you know, whatever that mode is in a different country. And even though it's exhilarating, boy, it will tucker you out. And so it's like, okay, I'm just ready for a tropical island yeah. where I can sit still. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think Hawaii sounds really nice. I think mm-hmm. like Hawaii, Costa Rica, just somewhere like that. What well, has been one of your favorite places to visit if you've been around the world? Yeah, I think Japan, just because it's so easy to travel and, um, you know, your safety isn't super something you have to like guard like in brazil you have to you have to really you know watch where you're going that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah there's so much so much you can do especially like just sort of in the countryside and that kind of thing so and they love music as well boy Mm -hmm. they have a a great ear and a great um passion for creating which especially like prodigies i would say like you know like you know i think jazz is really big in japan that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, what food can you eat until you practically make yourself sick, but you don't care, you just can't stop eating it? I think probably pizza. I think a lot of people have that same answer. I'm not sure why pizza is so, so good. All the food groups are represented. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think. And you it's got just tomato, so, it's your veggie. Dude, yeah. you got your veg, you've got your grain, you can put meat on it, you can yeah. do, you've got dairy, it's all there in your hand. And that's it's so easy to eat. You know, sandwiches are easy, but pizza, man, you just pick it up and go. Yep. Who's your favorite pizza in Richmond? Um, I think probably Puppetella. Oh, I don't know that one yet. It's, like, it's a classic. I've yep. definitely heard the name. Neapolitan pizza. Yep. Who would be your dream dinner guest? Hmm, let's see. Let's see. And I'll, I'll yeah. go ahead and open it up to Dead or Alive. Yeah, who would you just love to sit and talk to? I think probably Paul Simon. Um, but, you know, I'll probably change my answer in 10 minutes. That kind of thing. <laughs> Graceland yeah. was a revolutionary mm-hmm. album for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would just be really interesting to just, you know, hang out and just to learn, sort of, you know, ask questions and that kind of thing. Where some artists aren't as like forthcoming. Like I've heard some interviews with Paul Simon and he's just he's more willing to sort of express sort of how he did something and, you know, where his songs originated from, that kind of thing. He's a storyteller. So, I know yeah. that's a trite term, but yeah. he really is. It's it's what he does, it's what he was born to do. Yeah. Where someone like, you know, Bob Dylan might might be cool to hang out with, but I don't I'm not sure if he's if he's gonna like say too much about you know what you're trying to ask them that kind of thing I know I asked you what's going to define success for you and what you'd like to be doing something that's been on the tip of everyone's tongue for us here lately anyway in the last several months is 
what does the landscape of the music industry look like to you as far as booking agent versus record label versus tour manager? I mean, what do you think is even possible out there right now as far as who does what? You know, do you feel like you're alone as so many musicians do or do you feel like you just have to make the right connections? Let's see. I feel like I feel like it's different for everyone depending on their genre. So I think, you know, depending on what type of style you play, I think everything's going to be different in the way you navigate it. So I think a jazz musician is going to look at things differently than a pop artist. So I guess for me, it's just about sort of finding where I sort of will fill the gap and sort of fit in. Mm -hmm. I think that's sort of what I'm focused on. Right now. And do you think you're knowledgeable on the business side? Do you take care of your own bookings and social media? Do you do you do all that for yourself? Yeah, I do all that. And I can't say that I'm too great at the social media aspect, but um, booking, I feel like I'm a little stronger at just because I've done that more. Yeah, yeah social media, mm-hmm. I, I say it time and time and again, it's either the bane of people's mm-hmm. existence or it just comes naturally and it, they, they fall right into it. Yep. And I've, yeah, I've heard people say that you have to like, sort of get into it and sort of have fun with it. But I can't, I always try to meet it halfway. I can't quite, you know, see how that will come into play. Work with me, yeah. social media. Work yeah. with me, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't make it easy. You know, when yeah. the platforms change on a regular basis, when the rules change, when, you know, it's difficult to post ad hoc. You know, it's great when you have a scheduler and you can load it up and let it go. Um, because of course, most musicians, they have a full-time job. A lot of people have families and you're trying to do all of this in your spare time and sound plucky and all enthusiastic about what you're posting about. That's really hard. But that being said, it's amazing that you can, you know, post and then, you know, however many subscribers or followers you have, we'll see it right away. So it is a pretty incredible tool and sort of way of reaching people. And the connection is instantaneous. They're already commenting, Mm -hmm. liking it. You can see that you can tell what types of posts are landing. You know, always babies and dogs and cats, people. (laughs) Anything with dog, cats, and babies, Mm -hmm. put it out there. That's what they want to hear. I think I I I always do cats. I think I've done cats, you know, and and then I have to switch it up. So I'm like, I do that every you know, month. I'm like, okay, we got to get something new on here. <laughs> and where can people go for more information? Where do we follow you on your, on your cat posts and when you do decide to post? <laughs> yeah. So WDE music is the Instagram. And then my website is com. Nice and simple. I can't wait to hear you. Yeah. And I'm extra excited now. The bonus of Stefan, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to us for the podcast on all the usual suspects. And of course, be sure to tune in every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch for Shaco Sessions Live. That's a wrap.